Ladies, gentlemen, degenerates, cretins, children of all ages, welcome to Real Tales from the Bar Side. We're getting into some fun, wild, wacky, chaotic stories about bar life and the people who work in it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy these tales from the professionals in the bar and restaurant world. Have fun. Real Tales from the Barside listeners, we have an exceptionally vulgar and phenomenal episode here with Meet Joe Black. Joe Black is one of my closest friends, but the man is a menace, and he brings out the menace in me. So just consider yourself warned if you're faint of heart or ears easily offended. Maybe it's not your episode, but tough it out anyways. See what you think. Just remember I warned you. Ha-ha! Have fun. All right, this is a very special edition of Real Tales from the Bar Side. This is basically what we're going to call the shit-talking edition of Tales from the Bar Side. With me today, I have my brother, my dear friend, one of my fucking closest people in the world, certainly in New York City, Joe Black. Joe, what's what up? up? Nothing. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Okay, so this is uh, this is fucking cool, man. I'm glad you made it in for this shit. We're uh, just a little backstory. When I started working at the Uptown Lounge, Joe trained me. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. You were responsible. Look how well that worked out. Yeah, exactly. I was real responsible. You when fucking I was created hammered. this monster. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and we were known kind of as a, a tag team through the the horrors of the Uptown Lounge. Uh, Pinot Grigio and Pinot Noir. That's it, man. Well, you know, you were Pinot Noir, obviously, because of uh, <laughs> your, your dark skin complexion. Well, yeah, so. man. <laughs> Shit, I tan. I tan well. True. That, that olive. <laughs> that olive going on. <laughs> we had some times, man. We I don't even know where the fuck to begin. So I guess, basically, why don't you tell me how you began? How you started up? You're, just, you're from New York? Yeah, born and raised in New York. Born in the Bronx. Uh, raised in Queens. I started out as a bar back in the penthouse club. Okay. And this was in 2008, so basically all I did was just like clean up dirty used condoms and, <laughs> and make no money and work like 15 hours straight. And then, uh, then I decided that, well, I might as well be a bartender because I drink enough, so I might as well <laughs> learn how to actually make the alcohol that I'm actually drinking. And then that was it. That's pretty much how it went. And then I was at the Uptown for about five years, and that was just pretty much one drunken stupor for five years straight. I don't remember half the things. I do remember the fun parts. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I remember training you and saying, I don't really give a fuck what you do. I mean, just do this. Who cares? Fuck this place. Whatever. I just remember saying that a lot. Oh, yeah. And it was true. Like, who gives a shit? But there was <laughs> a one thing, because you had my back. I remember more than anything. It was the only real criticism. And you were just like, yo, people are talking shit. Just so you know. Shake and move. Stick and move, baby. <laughs> Stick and move. move. Back and forth. <laughs> so I'd post and up move. and just start talking to random customers yeah, and yeah. whatever. But girls and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, that's what they yeah, put me back for. I'm kind of exactly. like the fucking male equivalent of the chick that shakes her ass around and everything that they it. want just talking to the guys. I know that. It's fine. But then they're like, oh, yeah. Shit, you got to move around more and do shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm working. You can't just stand with pretty, you know. But no, that was a Girls cool can. That they can. <laughs> guys no, cannot. man. And I, I fortunately am able to stick a move and run loose and just. There you go. Like a Super Bowl. And I have the uh, the chapped ass to prove it. These guys don't even know it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. We get it. They don't get it. When you're running oh, back and forth 12, yeah, 13 man. hours, man. Like, cheeks you, get chapped real fast. Throw especially a couple in the summer. fingers, a little vass up in there to keep things <laughs> loose and just kind of flowing. Otherwise, it. 
Oh, that's so burning. Monkey pace with monkey butt with ring of fire. Yeah, <laughs> the anti monkey butt powder. Anti monkey butt. So penthouse club. Yeah. So Where was, was that? Uh, I think it's fifty fifth and tenth. It's still there. Yeah, I mean, I think so. No I, haven't, I haven't been there since like two thousand ten. Damn. Okay. They closed on the club that was behind it. It's like all. It's all ship of clubs. It's a hustle club. Pasha was there. The Pasha closed down, and then Penthouse Club was right there also. Okay, cool. And then you went right to Uptown from there. Yeah, then that was it. I went to Uptown from right there. No, from there I just went unemployed and was broke. And then I went to Uptown. <laughs> <laughs> it became a bar back again, and that was it. I just went through all the bullshit and worked my way up. And you were you yeah you did work your way up because <laughs> I remember you telling me that just you started as a bar back. You yeah. had all kinds of crazy shit going on at the time, life-wise. Yeah. And then you just worked up to bartending and just ran shit. Just made it, more dude. money. It's just, I don't even know where the fuck to start with stories, man. Like, stuff that we've done, seen, and heard together. Yeah, There's one one thing that's a given, that uh, human beings suck. That's a, <laughs> I mean, that's a straight-up given. And the only people who truly know that are people who work in the service industry. You realize <laughs> how much of a piece of shit people can be. <laughs> you, know I mean? you, you definitely see the worst of humanity. It's it's harsh. Then it's also it helps you realize like you know, well, maybe my life isn't that bad because this person's a loser. So yeah, you know, try to <laughs> try to pick and choose people who are worse off than me, so I can like smile when I'm walking home. It's kind of like the, the the optimism of cynicism. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah, best yeah. you can yeah. fucking do. At times <laughs> Whatever just you to be do. like, wow, I really have to try and use all this hatred to yeah. figure out a little bit of silver lining to appreciate yeah, my yeah, own yeah. life. Like, wow, I'm not laying down in a pool of my own piss in the bathroom, so you know, that's one accomplishment for the day. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's fucking Christmas week, or December first week of Christmas season, like Advent. So this is just, it's like nightmares I'm going through right now from yeah. days of the Uptown where there's a woman puking in the bathroom who's like 50 and with all yeah. her colleagues. There's a guy. Trying to suck off half the party. Oh, fucking terrible, <laughs> With dude. no yeah, teeth. Yeah, everybody's just all like, well, yeah, just being stupid. Overly yeah. sexual, overly yeah. drunk. Constantly apologizing, but still doing the same thing repeatedly. Stop saying sorry if you're going to fuck up more times. <laughs> just don't even talk. Just just keep doing it and leave me the fuck alone. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> It's the best when they're all, and you know the drill, man. You see the women trying to be sexy. Yeah, I mean the course, guys always. do it too, but it's just it's just so much more pronounced when women are drunk and trying to be sexy. And it's like if you trying only knew what this looks as much like, as possible. <laughs> well, that's Upper East Side. Everybody's got the money for that. But it's 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 nuts. So there's another guy the other night. Fucking somebody comes up to me and just says, "Excuse me, we have four parties. It's crazy. There's a uh, a man in the back. I think you need to call nine one one. I believe he's had a stroke." <laughs> and he's looking at me like he's ordering a fucking screwdriver, telling me this. And I just, I, I deadpanned him, and I just, are you serious? Like, why didn't you take out your cell phone and call yourself? Right. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm serious. So I don't, I still don't know if he's fucking with me. I grab the phone and I start running to the back with him. We're <laughs> and going the guy's through dying all these, as you get over 50th <laughs> fucking high school reunion. There's all these people drinking, having a good time, pretending everything's great. We finally get through him and everybody around him says, oh, do you remember when? And then there's this <laughs> fucking old man who's in his 70s just like hunched over looks dead. Just sitting down dead. Like, does he have a pulse? And there's one woman with like a fucking wet towel on his head. <laughs> like, this is not the way to go out, man. This is exactly not how you want to die. Especially not there. No. Yeah. And it just... Yeah. It, I'm like, Pool of do you really, diarrhea. should I call the police? himself, too. He Ex- realize it. <laughs> Total mess. So, and this is to your point about how much people fucking suck, right? Nobody's really given a shit about anything that's going on yep. except this one guy who came to me and didn't even take it upon himself to call the cops. 
So I call 911. I'm trying to explain to them. I'm trying to call for the manager who's nowhere to be found. And then uh, the, they show up and bring a gurney. The EMTs bring a gurney in and they leave it right by the front entryway, right when you come into mm -hmm. the actual bar. And they go to the back. They're trying to take vitals and everything. And while they're doing this, all these other fucking nitwits <laughs> are gathered around the gurney taking selfies and having their friends take pictures. I'm like, <laughs> dude, first of all, even if this wasn't just a oh, total cock slap in the face to humanity, <laughs> that guy's going to you got a fucking picture of you with a gurney, dude. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that shit? How many fucking likes is that going to get you a dumbass? So, yeah, like, he may go viral gate, with that one. There's just, there's no. Especially if he died, it'd be, probably be better. He'd really it. go viral. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. They'd be <laughs> like, oh, my God. And so that gurney I stood in front of, turns out the guy died. Like, that's turns the out fucking he was comment right that goes under the post. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, what are we dealing with, man? So nights like that, you're right. I got to look at people and just be like, okay, this is, I just need to find some gratitude for my own life here. Because yeah, like you didn't have a stroke in the bar. Yeah. And, well, he was pool of your own diarrhea. He didn't have a stroke. Yeah. Uh -oh. Surprise, what surprise. Was one of them? He was, just he drunk. was fucking drunk. <laughs> there you of go. course, the bartender in the back's worried, did I overserve? I'm like, nah, man, you gave him two drinks over fucking three hours. And he's like 800 years old. So yeah, he's an old man. Time, you know. <laughs> what are you going to do? But this is the type of shit that just makes you scratch your head. And I'll never forget, I'll, and this is a story I haven't even told yet. Blues Brothers, movie night. We do movie night yeah. at the bar, Sunday nights, late night, Easter fucking Sunday. <laughs> Easter... Sunday, he is risen, right? Like, this is a fucking low-key night. Yeah. Nobody's getting wild. It's a Sunday. It's Easter. I make yeah. fucking lasagna for everybody. <laughs> yeah. We're hanging out. as a dozen of us watching the Blues Brothers, and some fucking nitwit walks in and oh, getting God. loud. And this is like, dude, I've, I've got to get your take on this, because I've told this fucking story too many times to the cops in court, to attorneys. But, like, what the <laughs> fuck did you see happen that night? Was that with this fucking idiot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw literally a man who's damn near 70 years old, <laughs> blown out of his face on every pill you can possibly find in goddamn CBS, and uh, just trying to attack you <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Probably because probably he was taller than him. I mean, who knows? But only by like an <laughs> inch. Started, this wasn't like fucking Joe Pesci. This, fucking, this, this motherfucker did the greatest dive in the world. You like went to go walk him out the door. He just falls across the entire street. <laughs> fucking. Like, oh, this man punched me. No, you got punched by the fucking rearview mirror of the car. Like, what's wrong with you? You fucking dumbass. Loser. You're 65 years old. Crazy. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. Just so, for context, this dude comes in. He's, what, like a couple inches shorter than me, but he's got like 30 yeah. pounds on he's him. He's also looked like a steroid freak for 65. Big but, time. Yeah. I mean, and he's just know. got the, the Goomba strut a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we <laughs> found out later how, how much of an affinity he had for blow. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he comes in and he's trying to act all hard and everything, and he's shit out. And I'm like, buddy, I'm not serving you. What was he trying to like, steal somebody's seat or something? I forgot he was how to really to sit started. down. We're like, dude, you're not going to sit yeah. there. Somebody else is sitting there. And he's Split like, oh, I'm sitting here. And I looked at you. And I said, no, you're not. And he said, who's going to stop me? And again, we looked at each yeah. other. And said, well, well, we are. One of us are. Yeah. <laughs> or both. And that's when it clicked. Yeah. Remember, it was the guy that had said some crazy racist shit to you at like 8 o'clock oh, on a fucking yeah, Monday. Yeah. Something about, I forgot what it was. He was, was. It I'm was sure it was weird, something. But I was there as a patron. Mixing with all the rest of the racist shit. And yeah, side. wise and I ended up walking him out that <laughs> yeah. night. Like, dude, screw it was just ridiculous. And so when I put that together, I'm like, man, you got to go. And the you can't come back. 
I know who you are now. So, matter of fact, I'll walk out, open the door, (laughs) and this dude fucking comes at me. It gets all crazy. He winds up on the ground. We got fucking camera footage from 17 angles, 12 eyewitnesses saying I never fucking did anything to him. But he calls the cops because, surprise, 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 he's a fucking retired super cop. NYPD detective. <laughs> he pulls out his badge like it's his. From like 1985. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he pulled that shit out like a lightsaber. Like he was going to, oh, you're fucked yeah, now. Yeah, I'm like, that's yeah. dude. Everybody's a going piece down. Piece of old metal. Right you're just a you, drunk. You literally dude just got beat up by a rearview mirror <laughs> and landed on the floor rolling around like a fucking idiot for no reason whatsoever. But you could have just like walked out and just. <laughs> <laughs> went home <laughs> you could have did that over. at 2 o'clock in the fucking morning or whatever the fuck it, was, it was like fucking it was late uh, I remember Sunday. it was late it was, yeah. it was like midnight 12.30 so he calls the cops they show up they don't want to take me out they, they're, this guy is calling your father's a cocksucker yeah. your mother's it's like dude guys can you do something about this I'd love it if he wasn't saying these things it's even great that they're standing all around just smiling about it well, yeah, and, and like oh he's just funny like yeah. no he literally just said my mom sucks cocks like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah. not funny probably best shit. yeah that you <laughs> yeah. do something about this so they finally end up taking me and him in <laughs> they arrest us both which was kind of cool that they arrested him for disturbing the or disorderly conduct disorderly which is kind conduct. of a, it's not something you want to get in New York nah. like you don't want to get anything in New York <laughs> but that's not like a slap and on disorderly the conduct is so broad yeah <laughs> like, I but mean, I'm disorderly course. just riding the train coming here I was disorderly <laughs> bobbing my head on the fucking train you weren't picked up though and that's the nah, beauty that's, of this. No, that's a plus you're here and we need to use a nap though so yeah Sit, yeah, sit back. I'll finish the story. Bring me the central booking. Let me just take a nap. Take a couple of pretend, pretend my wife does not know I'm here. <laughs> she will call and bail me out. Don't do that. <laughs> just don't let me find out you're like, dude, I needed sleep, so I got arrested. So I purposely got arrested. I just I pissed just, in the train because I just need to go to sleep. I need to go to sleep. Yeah. I need some sleep in a bologna sandwich. The newborn. Yeah. The newborn will get you. Oh, gosh. But fucking, dude, the end of this shit. Fast forward. We go to court and. His disorderly gets dismissed, just dropped, noise violation ticket, some bullshit. And they add four new charges to me. I've got all this evidence. I've got fucking video footage, a dozen witnesses. The guy was crunked out of his fucking mind. I'm sober. Oh, my God. Like, what more do you want? They add four new charges, felony, aggravated assault. They're trying to smoke me yeah, for five years. Yeah, you were doing years. that shit for, like, for a long it time. It's like, I'm like, well, fuck it. it. Obviously, he knows people, so we'll take it yeah. to trial. Of course. Right? Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to plea out to some nonsense and do a year because this guy's a fucking moron? No. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, fuck it. We'll go right to pretrial or to trial, rather. And when we went to pretrial, thankfully, the state at that point, I think, had interviewed him and realized he was a disaster. fucking mind. And yeah, actually looked at all the evidence we had and just yeah. dropped it. And that dismissed, he was a dirty sealed. Cop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's why he got fired. It was, oh, man, I mean I didn't I didn't read too much on him because the the sight or sound of his face or name at, in those times well, he really were like in fucking. I mean the way he was talking was like he was a good fellow's reject. Like he just like yeah he, he might have been in the movie, but they decided that he's too much of a fucking loser, so they just said now nah, you good <laughs> escape just like walk away. That's literally how he talked. Yeah, no, it, it was he was a piece of work, man. Total piece of work. And completely tomato red. The entire time he was talking, like yeah. big pulsing veins in his fucking head. Well, I was talking about this, and this kind of goes back to the culture of that bar of Uptown. It was just mm-hmm. so fucking crazy. And it started with the staff. Yeah. And it's not like the staff was nuts. 
<laughs> but they were nuts because they were allowed to be. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't any supervision. Yeah, there you, weren't many you give rules. Give an inch, everybody. We all took a mile. Yeah, <laughs> no, it took a mile we're and a bottle a yeah, night. Exactly. On the shift, Just and it was like being sober, man. You were my saving grace. <laughs> you fucking because you could handle yourself. You drank. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you drank plenty, but you always <laughs> handled yourself well enough For that I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I could tolerate this. <laughs> yeah. But everybody else, when you got waitresses that are screaming at you and waiters coming behind the bar getting in your face and like it's just walking up to customers falling on their yeah. falling on their table. Customers coming up, listen, I don't understand what my server's saying. I think they might have had something to drink. It's like something. <laughs> something. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they had something to drink, all right. It was called it's called two bottles of Jameson. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Wait, and it's funny, I miss now the way we used to just kinda unwind at the end of the night. Yeah, and just yeah. fucking kick back, pro jam de- black. Gotta, of course, you gotta <laughs> decompress. Yeah, we just the people upstairs yeah. hated us because especially it, when we sing pro jam black. Four thirty-five in the morning. <laughs> Me, you, Murph. Yeah, we put that on, and anybody around Murph, anybody around hears that song, and they just Everybody join in. It. It's yeah, just kind of like, to. I know someday you'll have a beautiful life. <laughs> I know you'll be a star. Yeah, that's, and somebody yeah. else. That's why I always tell sky. myself at the bottom of every shot, but, I'll be a star someday. It, like to the point that tears are coming down our eyes, grown men, <laughs> just at the state of our own lives and the words behind, <laughs> the meaning behind the words of this. That's when you really just have to laugh at yourself to oh, stop yourself from crying <laughs> about hours, life. Man. Thirteen hours of this stuff, and it's so funny. The shifts that go 12, 13 hours, and I remember this. This still happens to me. But you and I used to constantly go through it. Where if one of us came in in a bad mood, we knew it was going to get better. If one yeah. of us came in a good mood, it was going to get worse. It's, get worse. It's yeah. just, it's, I was so fucking apprehensive when I was in a good mood. Because I'm just like, never oh, know. we're going to be here too long, man. This yeah. is going to swing the other way real fast. Yeah. No, everybody's going to start having fun because we're actually in a good mood and then they're just going to start pissing us off and then we get in a bad mood. And Something goes down. kill everybody. <laughs> it's or you're going to jump over the bar or whatever. <laughs> How many times did that happen? Freaking Quite a Halloween, few. the Marty McFly launch. Oh, my God, man. Watching you dressed up as Marty McFly flying over the bar. That was the greatest. This, this six foot four motherfucker just fly over the bar. <laughs> <laughs> we were packed. I don't think we'd ever been busier than that. It's just you oh and I back God. there. Yeah, seriously, that shit was. Some dude that was throws a fucking man. like a three pound plate of chicken wings at my head. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. And I just fucking <laughs> threw chicken wings at your face. <laughs> and I just kind of ducked shit. back. Plate smashed, and we were we had a DJ. Oh, so man. you were like, dude, I didn't even know what happened. I look over. <laughs> I see you flying over the bar, dirty footprint in the beer chest, <laughs> chicken wings and plate everywhere. Fucking buffalo sauce all over the place. That was fucking crazy. Yeah, man. It's just crazy shit. Crazy shit. And we had so much fun. People loved our shtick. No, definitely. Oh, because we just played off each other. Completely. So, uh, that was it. One of us was going to be insane more than the other at some given point in time. Yeah. Or we just don't really give a shit about talking to anybody and just like laugh with ourselves. <laughs> Pretty act much. As if we weren't working. But that's the thing, too. We weren't dicks to customers. Like, yeah. you were so good with people that came in. There are still people that come in now that I just had a distaste for yeah. out of the gate because maybe I was in a bad mood when I met them or whatever it was, or they weren't warm and welcoming. And yeah. 
but because you kind of showed them love and you were like, I don't know why, but I like them. Yeah, like, <laughs> for whatever you, you reason, you went out of your way. As, as always, how it goes. Too. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, well, fuck, man. Now I like them. It's also speaking from like maybe the first five shots of the night. I'm like, yeah, I don't know why, but everybody's my friend right now. <laughs> Regardless, it yeah. had a good effect. Right. Yeah, it, it worked out for the most part, and especially <laughs> in those days where it was just it, anything you could grasp onto on the positive was, side of things. Yeah, you, you held it was just tightly. a really wild, wild fucking time. Uptown was just wild. Yeah. All the random shit that just would happen, whether it was sexual or fighting or arguing among staff, or arguing amongst customers, or the sexual shit. Staff getting together and arguing nuts. with customers. Well, you met your wife there. Yeah. Yep, I met my wife there. It's it's like so, this know, is a real really thing. A, this is a real <laughs> thing. People that don't work in the restaurant business or they don't frequent bars. the only bars, thing you see, really. You don't get it. <laughs> it, it. It's so sexual because yeah, the, obviously the liquor's flowing, but. A lot of times people just go to a bar to find significant others or to find a companion for the yes, night or whatever it is. They're just going yeah. out to try and do something. Yeah. And it, it's wild, that energy that, that's created. Well, especially in that area also, you have a lot of like the lonely housewife that just wants to come outside at 11 at night and drink. It's true. Oh, I just want a glass of wine and drinks like a bottle. Yeah. And now she just wants to fuck whoever's like She's the closest. super flirty at, <laughs> yeah. at, at the very least. And then there's the guys that are just on the prowl. Yeah. And it's the opposite. Looking right? for those the, women. The wives are, <laughs> but the, their exactly. wives are in bed. Yep. And, you know, to be fair, then there's the single people yeah. that, that aren't necessarily committed adultery. Who just want to actually drink and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and not just want to kill themselves. But it's that, it's that whole speech I give to people that are new to the neighborhood, especially mm. early 20-something, especially early 20-something women, where I say, look, yeah. this neighborhood has just enough money to be dangerous. Yeah. The people are bored. Yeah. They have funds to kind of chill back and do as live. They, yeah. I mean, everybody in New York's working hard. Yeah. For the most part, everybody's doing what they can to survive. Yeah, a lot of people up there, especially in those like high-rises and all that stuff, they have like a shitload of money. Like You can afford a million dollars a damn month. So you definitely gonna do whatever the hell you want, right? But to their <laughs> yeah, credit, yeah, like if yeah. they can afford that, they're usually so fucking obsessed with it that they're yeah. trying to make more. Like they're yeah. earners. There really aren't they a lot no of nothing life. people up yeah. there or in the city at all. And I mm-hmm. that's one of the things I love about New York. So they're like, but you know, if you want to work hard, play hard. If you want to hang until five, six, seven, ten in the mm-hmm. morning doing blow with somebody that's old enough to be your parent. Yeah. You can do that. You can totally. It's there for you if you it want. It's true, but you yeah. got to know that it's there so that you don't feel shocked or surprised. Yeah, and they'll just it let happens. it keep going and going and going because they have the money to keep buying and buying, yeah. and doing whatever they want, drinking and just, well, basically doing that blosophine all night long. And that, <laughs> isn't know? that crazy? Because it, people still do coke, and I'm granted, I can be grandiose enough that a lot of times since I've stopped doing certain things, mm-hmm. my ego is kind of like, wait, people still do that. Like they, yeah. they, they, no, not, not everybody stops when I stop. <laughs> the world did end. Exactly. You yeah. did. My fucking ridiculous sense of self. But I remember having that feeling with ecstasy too. And people are like, oh yeah, we're doing E this week. I can't even believe people still do that shit. And I'm like, people still fucking do that shit? Like, that's nuts. But Coke isn't, I don't feel like it's as prevalent in other places as it is in New York. New no, York people, people still do it like it's the 80s. Yeah, people don't really give a shit too much. Uh, the Upper East Side just is like just kind of like, let's just it. keep going and keep going yeah. and just buy. And I'm sure from the experiences I've had in LA, um, 
definitely, but they're limited. Yeah. I would say it's pretty prevalent there still too. Oh yeah, of course. Well, the whole scene, everything. Yeah, music and film, stay all up, that shit. Yeah, stay up and do whatever. And well, that's the excuse, and then it just goes to, oh, now I'm just addicted, so I'm not stopping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. First you gotta stay awake, and then you like you forced to stay awake because you just wanna keep sniffing. The crazy <laughs> thing is, I've always just been really high energy, even back when I was younger and I was doing yeah. coke, like it was just literally throwing gasoline on a house fire <laughs> because I was going anyways and I still mm -hmm. have that. I think the, the other side of that now is I'll probably die of a heart attack even before the cocaine users. <laughs> there you go. I'm just, I, yeah. I go too manic and going oh too fast. God. But it, I, yeah, man. But it's also prevalent in bars because people need to keep drinking a lot or it's so social. And cocaine is such a social drug. I mean, you don't do it. That's not really something that you'll do by yourself. You may smoke a blunt by yourself, but you're not going to just sit in your house and like sniff a bag of blow and just stare at yourself in the mirror or something like that. You usually be with people and drinking, and the coke's going to keep you drinking more. Yeah. And then you're going to keep going and going, and then you got to deal with people like us, right? Who's going to literally have to deal with you because you won't stop moving your jaw because your jaw's about to break and fall off or. <laughs> You know, you look like you just powdered your nose like you're a female in the damn bathroom and don't realize it. Like, and it's, yeah, confectionary it's sugar. Yeah, of course. And then it's like, oh, I'm sorry I couldn't give you that much of a tip. Well, maybe if you didn't spend like $300 on blow, you could have given me a better <laughs> tip. You know, I mean, how about that? That would have worked for you. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's cool that you call it a social drug because I think it's important to note that it is. <laughs> because a lot of people confuse social drugs with drugs that aren't addictive. That has fucking nothing to do with anything. It can be addictive as I mean, fuck. And guess drug, what? Really. It is. <laughs> and that's social as But hell. people use it to socialize, right? Yeah. So it's like, the people that argue that shit, it's like, dude, back up. It's, mm -hmm. it is, you're right. Most people aren't doing that shit at home by yeah. themselves, just yeah. hanging out and yeah. watching fucking Red and Steppy reruns. You want to sit there and just have your heart pounding in your chest for like two hours straight when you could just sit in a bar and calm it down by drinking a lot of liquor that we serve you. Yeah, and then there you go. Your heart races up, and bring it back down by drinking. But the social element just save some money to give us a tip, right? But, but <laughs> the the social element for the blow is totally accurate, but it's practical for the staff. Like fucking staff, yeah, you have to stay awake. Yeah, you have to keep going. New York, fucking last calls at four. I know, nuts. You gotta stay and clap money and clean. It's literally bullshit. like one of the only cities that is last calls at four a.m. in the morning. It's wild. I've heard they're Which gonna try and really, change that. Yeah, um, I'm sure they will. Yeah, it's kind but of But obviously, I mean, for that to happen, you're going to just have a lot of angry, <laughs> a lot of angry people who do not, well, who get out of work, let's say, at 1 o'clock in the morning. They're like, well, I deserve to have a drink, even though I work until 1 o'clock in the morning. And then they go somewhere, they're like, oh, it's closed. I got to go home and drink a fucking, a 40-ounce of steel reserve or some shit. It, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, who knows? I think that's the only reason why they do it, because New York City is such a 24-hour such a city. It is, and it's going to be tough yeah. to enforce, because people are just going to fucking do it anyway. Well, now they want to stop the trains at night. Really? I was reading that yesterday. Oh, God. They want to stop them from 12.30 to 5 a.m. in the morning. Wow. Starting next year. Yeah. Wow. They say not that many people ride the trains at that time. That so in order for them breaker. to do all the work on the trains, they're just going to like not have them running and just have more buses. That's so awful. That's, yeah. It's the, it's the, the worst. You're drunken, sending me into work. Drunken, in a bad mood. angry people. <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> terrible. Night. Sober, angry yeah. people. Sober, angry people. <laughs> tired people. I mean, imagine going to work at like four in the morning. You got to take a damn bus. All right. I'm not. You're depressing <laughs> me. Let's take a break so I can process this and hopefully come there back you in go. a few in a better mood. We'll be back after this. 
All right, guys, I need to talk to you about a hilarious movie that just hit Amazon Prime. It's called Love Magical, spelled like it sounds, and it's fucking hilarious. A good friend of mine is one of the co-directors. His name is Justin Foran, and Johnny Solo is one of the co-stars and a producer on it. It's hilarious. It's on Amazon Prime. Love Magical is the story of David Justice, an overly passionate man whose fear of love is standing in the way of his dream of becoming the greatest R&B songwriter in the history of the universe. If that plot description doesn't grab you, I don't know what the fuck will. Why are you listening to this? Go to Amazon Prime and order Love Magical. It's hysterical. The great DC Benny, comedian who's performed here at the Comic Strip Live many, many times, is hilarious in it. You've got a wonderful cameo from Keith Sweat, which just makes me smile and laugh to think about. Great, great comedy, man. Great times. A lot of fun. Love Magical on Amazon Prime. Go get it. All right, so we're back, and uh, something just dawned on me, man. Remember the foot race? Oh, God. <laughs> so stupid. So this is the type of shit we would do, because we're both instigators. Just naturally, <laughs> we're, we're, we're instigators. Yeah, definitely instigators. And people have accused us of being instigators to the point of being bullies, but we do it with a smile and yeah, a laugh. Yeah, it's a real fine line anyway. So yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> but it's, you know, we're never doing it mean-spirited. I think no, that's why we get away with what we get away with. It's just for us to uh, like laugh at other people. Just to get through the <laughs> night. And, and listen, I'm fucking sober. I need that shit. I don't have booze. I have literally nothing I can turn to <laughs> in the night other than amusement that's self-created for the Pretty most much. part. So uh, we got this dude who's this really funny fucking athletic cat from Long Island. Who uh, loves Thai boxing. CP, man. <laughs> CP, we'll call him. He's yeah. the dude. and we'll probably get him in here at some point. Oh, and, man. Uh, that would be the best. So he's on the shift. He works there. He's on a day shift, but he left the day shift and didn't leave. He just stayed and drank all night. <laughs> so CP's shit out. It's like 2 in the morning. He drank from 9 in the morning until like 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Right and 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 fuck a code name. We're gonna call Stan out by name. Yeah, man. Stan. so we got Stan who works <laughs> at the other bar in Brooklyn, and he came through drunk, and he's hanging out at the bar. And I, uh, you know, st- skinny Stan, he's built like a fucking runner. Yeah, like, that's what. Yeah, you can call it that. He's <laughs> <laughs> built like a runner. We can say that. <laughs> so I go, yo, Stan. I say, what's up? CP says oh he could beat God. you in a race, bro. What? He couldn't beat me in a race. I'm like, dude, I'm just I'm saying he's, he fucking said he could beat you in a race. So I go over to CP, and I'm like, bro, fucking Stan thinks he's faster than you. You believe that shit? That was like, the get best the fuck out of here. The world. That oh, was the best best classic. Total fucking. They fell for that shit hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. So I let it marinate for a little while, and then I'm finally like, all right, come on, let's go, let's go. And they're all perked up like, what? Where are we going? Where are we going? It's 3.30 in the morning. I was like, come on, up front right now. You guys got to race. Where are we going? Race. They didn't even have time to think about it. They're just kind of like, uh, okay, all right. We even yeah. like closed off the street. We closed <laughs> the middle. Just standing in the middle of the street. Of Third Avenue. We got Ant down the end. I'm like, Ant, hang with them at 88th. Joe, oh, get to 89th and record this. We still got yeah. people at the bar. Oh, God. There's That's still one of the best like, videos in the world. <laughs> and they're looking out the window like, what the fuck is going on? What's happening right now? And I said, Ant, call it. <laughs> You got to check this video out. 
It's at Tails Barside. We're going to put it on Instagram along with all kinds of other shit, but at Tails Barside. It's Stan and CP in this foot race, oh, and they're going a million miles an hour. I'm kind of... I'm so much it. determination. Like, yeah. It's like the, the fucking I Olympics. The, the, the play-by-play <laughs> of it. And they're going, and I just start, oh, Stan's pulling ahead. Stan's going to take it. I think he heard me. He got so excited. <laughs> he just tripped over his own feet going like 15 oh, miles an dick. hour. <laughs> just to do a roll in the middle of third half. And then CP fucking raised his, like arm, and raising his arm like, uh, like holding the Olympic torch. Exactly. He, just, he just won a foot race <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. In empty third avenue. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah, it's great footage. Check that yeah. out. Stan was all right. I would have felt terrible if he'd hurt himself. Yeah, but, it was pretty funny. Because then he like killed over, like cry, sat down the side or something like that. His yeah, stomach, he was, his stomach was hurting. His stomach and his ego, I think both. <laughs> I think it was taking mostly a hit. the ego, really. Totally. He thought nuts. he was the fastest man alive. So. <laughs> so you hate Manhattan. Yeah, I can't stand Manhattan. Okay, I think that's it sucks. Cool. That's important. Manhattan's the worst. But you've lived there for what? How long? I lived in Manhattan for. Three years now. Okay, I think something like that. What's the? I mean, I know you love Queens and that's where you grew up. But yeah. what's what's the biggest difference you think between Manhattan and Queens for you? I just think like Queens, Bronx, Brooklyn. I've never been to Staten Island, so I'm not gonna say anything about Staten Island. But Queens, Bronx, and Brooklyn, those like regular neighborhoods where you like you go to Manhattan to work and then you go home somewhere okay. else. That's how I always see Manhattan. Well, growing up, that's how I see Manhattan. Probably because I'm from Queens, that's how I see it. But uh, and now it's just that there's not many people. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's just weird. <laughs> so like, yeah. Well, maybe just the area, but also all of Manhattan is the same way to me. This Manhattan is just really annoying, just crowded for no reason whatsoever. It's like you never go to Times Square. Like anybody from New York knows you don't go to Times Square. And even regular people who aren't from New York know not to go to Times Square because Times Square sucks because everybody wants to take pictures with lights. Like, you've never seen a light bulb in your life or some stupid shit because you walk by a McDonald's that has strobe lights. You know, like, yeah. that's, that's how it was. I liked New York before. And I liked Manhattan way before, like, in the, in the 80s and 90s, when it was just shitty-looking, disgusting as hell. But to me, it, was, it seemed safer. It had character, than too. now. And it had character. Not now, it know, looks like but... Disney World. Everything is, like, hidden behind all this, well, like, being, being a bartender. All yeah. the smoke and mirrors. So you just see the whole facade, but it's like behind it is completely different. You know, like, yeah. I don't know, that's how I always see it. But that's, uh, I thought it had character because, and clearly other people did because they produced and financed movies <laughs> about the character of New York. But that's what yeah. I grew up watching, Spike Lee movies, yeah. Scorsese movies about New York City in the 80s and mm -hmm. 90s. And when I got here, I, I maybe at best caught the tail end of that. Yeah. But it was glossy and it's, it's yeah, they, they safe. Yeah, pushing everybody away pushing them down further where like no one can see it so you get off at 42nd street all you see is all the lights in the clubs and it stuff is like weird how everything's i mean listen Times square at least they have art going on there yeah I, a i'm play. a sucker for the fucking plays over there so that, yeah. that's cool i don't get herald square that's where i just want to take a power drill that's little also, side of my that's head. also pointless i mean they it also close down they're going the to penn lanes. station and yeah. they're all trickling back to jersey it's well, the now they close down like the lanes you see you know it's how they just have like one car lane and then now people are going to sit in the middle of the street. And yeah, the, yeah. Like, so what's the point of it? Just one big park? They just want, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They want to make it more of a tourist attraction. I don't, I don't know. I don't quite get it either. But, but also it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, all the bars throughout all New York City, it's even that. Manhattan bars are completely different from 
bars in other boroughs. I think yeah. mostly there's more pretentious people in Manhattan than any other place. That's, Brooklyn's that's giving them a run and, for their money. And I live in Brooklyn. I've yeah. been there for a while. It still feels like and a breath of fresh like air. more expensive or something like that. Well, certain it, parts, parts of Brooklyn it, are like more, way more expensive. And even the expensive parts, nice. it's like you know you're not in Manhattan. And it's yeah, nice. It's a good tell. feeling because it's a little bit like, oh, good. At least we're not in the thick of that crazy shit but it's still pretentious most of brooklyn i think because it's so big is still pretty cool and just Mm low-key queens for sure bronx definitely i I got a theory that the only reason staten island's still a borough is because of wu-tang i don't if if they didn't come out of staten island i've never been respect to staten island for breeding the wu-tang clan 36 years i've never anywhere if i have to take a boat to go there I'm not in my city. I'm pretty much just like going on a slave ship. No. So like I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm gonna take a boat. Thirty six <laughs> years to get drunk chambers. on the boat. Wu Tang. We're taking this shit around. That's man. it. It's full oh, yeah, circle. It's I went once. No, I went twice, and it's fucking Twilight Zone. It's just weird. It doesn't. It doesn't belong with those other four places. Yeah. It just seems like a more remote suburban there aren't bars that i noticed or saw anywhere i went that are kind of like that or just kind of restaurants it's just yeah. it's odd but i heard now they're going to put like the largest ferris wheel in america or something like that on staten island i gotta I get know what more news from that you. i don't hear any of this yeah shit. i just see it all online damn <laughs> people so just keep weird, putting these man. different random things but i can't watch regular tv so people just keep doing these random things and uh yeah, I see it on Facebook and Instagram. Someone's always putting up some article. Some nonsense. About New York or whatever. Bars in, uh, in Queens, like Forest Hills, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Forest Hills. In Queens, what's the difference? Like, do you ever go out there and it's hang? It's all neighborhood. It's mostly neighborhood. He sells, like, real neighborhood bars. Everybody pretty much grew up right near the bar. Okay, so it's, it's people or, that have been there the whole, like, yeah, it's hometown Like, shit. literally, I can actually see the same people that I saw that I went to junior high school with. Okay. I can see them in any bar in Queens or even Brooklyn for that matter, really. But, uh, so maybe that's why I'm just thinking more biased. Yeah. Since I'm not from Manhattan, I'm just being biased, you know. But that's maybe if it. I grew up in Manhattan, it would be different. But I still think there's a lot of people who aren't right from the neighborhood. And I'm more of a neighborhood person. Like, I like to sit down and just feel comfortable where I'm at. Yeah. You know, so... I get that because I think of the Upper East Side as a neighborhood and the bars being neighborhood bars, and they are, yeah. but it's uh-huh. different. It's not a hometown kind of place. Yeah. It's like these people move here and they try and pretend that it's their hometown and they create mm-hmm. a little subculture for themselves and they nest yeah. so they feel comfortable. But so many people leave and like without announcement or maybe just, oh, yeah, I'm moving next month. Yeah. And they're yeah. gone. And that's well, I just it. want to let you know I'm leaving. It's training. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's getting expensive. Priced out or I go. took a job somewhere else. Yeah. I think they're trying to get rid of everybody from New York, really. It's yeah. fucked up, rent, man. Rent Seriously. Getting, rent's getting just more and more ridiculous. Who's going to be left? Seriously. It's I mean, a big-ass city like to be dollars a month to live in, like, a box. <laughs> you know, 2300 bucks for whatever. I can, yeah. You know, me and my wife and the kids can hardly fit in it. So it's just amazing to me. And I'm like, I don't know why people choose that. I'd rather live in another borough. Yeah. At least it's, if I pay the money, at least I get bang for my buck. Exactly. You know, I get a larger apartment. Space. I don't mind spending the money. I just get space to like breathe. You know? And I value that just as a single guy. I can't imagine mm-hmm. you as a married dude with two, ch- two kids. It's like, yeah, yeah you fucking, it's more than just, oh, yeah, I'd rather have it. It's like, yeah. we need fucking Or watch space. them just run back and forth <laughs> in yeah. the same hallways. Like, what the fuck? 
you do in winter <laughs> too where it's yeah. like it's cold outside it's gonna be always cold cold in there you know because brick walls or whatever the hell are you gonna you, you know? think you'll finally move back i'm hoping <laughs> that's 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 what i want to do i mean yeah. who knows if it'll happen but i'm hoping because it's just too small yeah you know i had to be back in the regular neighborhoods yeah yeah i i don't know man i don't know how much longer I'm in New York either I'll probably be here for a while but it's just it's freaking me out that train shit you dropped on me before the break was nuts I, I, I don't know read, how I just read it yesterday I don't know how I, I could survive it. with a, no train from 2035 I, I, I don't even see them doing it supposedly in order for them to uh, fix the entire subway system it'll take them 50 years so they said well if we just stop the trains from running between 12 and 5 a.m. Sunday through Monday, then it'll take 15 years instead of 50. Okay. So that's why they're going to do it. Uh, I don't really know how really the logic in that, because they're also raising the price. It's going to go up to like 325 or something in like I March. Know. <laughs> I don't know about any of it anymore, man. Uber's looking better and better. Uber. And fuck yeah. Uber. Uber is like, they just destroyed. <laughs> the, the yellow cabs they just they, they yo check like, that out. out what's up it used to be a fucking million dollars to get a medallion to yeah. drive a cab in New York you imagine paying a million dollars for a fucking medallion that I mean and now lift in dumbass people you do with at like two in the morning that you're driving home people puking all over your car you paid a million dollars they may not give you a drive. tip <laughs> right yeah right. a million dollars for a damn Ford Focus or the hell for the right to drive a Ford <laughs> Focus yeah. with some what asshole you don't even about. want in your car in the back oh who might have just thrown up inside of it and you have to clean it that's a, that's you we're gonna have to do like a real tales from the taxi cab at some <laughs> exactly. point because i want to hear yeah. that dude like the story. old school taxi, taxi cab, cab confessions, confessions. Yeah. yeah 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 that was the, best. That was the crazy show oh man so what the, what what else do we have from uptown man we got some fucking yeah, there's a lot of things i mean i can honestly say that uh I know this is a family show that we're doing right now. <laughs> so I just remember the one time, I don't know if you were there, that this dude actually, I gave him a lot of credit for doing it. He ate this woman out. Wow. And he was on his knees. It was pretty. At I mean, the bar? Well, in the corner, like in the vestibule area. He had her leg up. He was eating it out. And I was like, I can give this guy credit. Like, it's fucking. <laughs> like, how you do that, man? I mean, you know, this woman was flexible as hell. So. It's like ten o'clock at night. They're like, yeah, what not? Just you know, just it was a classy start munching. Joint. Yeah, yeah well, it was very classy. Very classy. You know, child friendly. Obviously, I, you, you know what, man? It just brings me back. One of my favorite things you ever say is, you know, I, I give I give a lot of credit. <laughs> it's just one of my favorite sayings because I remember I made lemonade once, dude. Like fucking three scoops the best of lemonade. country time. That's three it. scoops of country time and water and stirred it, dude. I couldn't have fucking required more minimal effort. And you came in sweating from the walk over oh, and wiping your brow. Sweating from walking eight sip. blocks to the job. Took a sip. You just said, I tell you what, man, whoever made this lemonade, I give him credit. <laughs> that's, that's a fucking good lemonade. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's not like a fucking like an old southern man. That <laughs> damn some good lemonade, boy. I felt such yeah. approval and just kind of I felt great about it. The same way I seek approval. I think from I court. drank the whole court. Just whenever he nods and smiles or there's a smirk, yeah, I know I've struck something, and I'm like, oh, he, he, he did something right for once. Yeah, yeah. It's I the same kind of thing. <laughs> My constant need for male approval. So thank you both. Of course. For that. Yeah, any, any the time. nodding and smiling and the <laughs> hiding from me, Court. You can't escape me. And you for your giving me credit. They're constantly ridiculous fucking cunnilingus mm -hmm. stories at the bar. I love cunnilingus stories. 10 p.m. Head stories. I'm sure it was a weeknight. 
Of course. Well, I mean, why wouldn't it be? You know, <laughs> I mean, it might have been on, on the Lord's Day on Sunday. Who knows what the fuck day it was? But I know this guy literally <laughs> was inside there with no problem. I mean, it's well, and that's the thing now. I'm assuming it, she had a puss. I mean, who knows? She might have had a dick. I mean, you know, whatever. It's, you, you never know, know. You never know. But he was in there, whatever it was. His whole mouth was on it. it. <laughs> yeah, he was going. He was going for it. I wonder if there's an extra like explicit tag we can put on this episode there's got to be something we're gonna have to warn people about this shit we'll put a disclaimer at the top. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah but yeah man there's people that's the cool thing about two-door now is that that shit just doesn't fly yeah it, doesn't it just doesn't fly and they changed the decor the atmosphere they changed everything and it just doesn't but when fly. you walk in it doesn't look like a, a fucking sex dungeon no <laughs> you know what I mean? it looks it actually looks like oh maybe i do want to eat here and and not just like flick roach away or some shit. Like, oh, you know. so true, so yeah. true. This girl yeah. was trying to be slick last night, and it was late too. It was probably like two, and she just walked into the bathroom behind the guy. And the, the women's bathrooms on one side of the place, the men's yeah. bathrooms on the other. And she's following him into the bathroom, and she just looks up to no good. She was not slick about this shit at all. And so obviously, I followed them in there, and as she was about to go in, I said, "Hey, honey, the women's room's over here," and she kind of. Shit, I'm caught. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And awkwardly, I was like, you're either going to fuck or do blow. Well, and yeah. I can't have either because yeah. you do that a little bit. You be a little more You let it go a little bit. And then all of a sudden, everybody, it's up down again. Oh, well, yeah. Right? So it's just. It doesn't take much either. No. <laughs> It'll slip right Dude, back you into got, it. You got somewhere to go. Go there and do blow. Go there and fuck. Don't yeah. do it. Come on. There's a ski ball machine in the corner, dude. Find another place to do blow and fuck. This is not the spot. At least, at least, just do rails off the ski ball machine. If you're oh going to do it, go all the way before I kick you out. That would have been that would have been uptown. uptown exactly. Oh, okay. That thing would have been machines. broken. Yeah, would've <laughs> Those balls have been thrown through the glass already. We did have somebody Thursday night. Foreigners who were just totally whacked out, um, either personality-wise, chemically, or just drunk i don't even know they were sitting at a table and the woman was fucking fast pitching the ski balls <laughs> at the target and hitting the metal grate uh, yeah. and it's like i had to go over and give lessons to these 30 something people from another country i've never seen i was like do you <laughs> want me to pull up a youtube video like we yeah. can watch how this is done <laughs> i'll put it on one of the tvs for you what you're you doing is incorrect know. And the fucking giant know. ass five pound ski balls are bouncing around everywhere people are ducking and freaked out <laughs> It's madness, dude. You can't win when you're serving the public. Like a, you're like right. a Civil War reenactment, just like fucking cannonballs being shot all over the fucking. Pretty place. much, it's like the pirate ship shit happening. Yeah, right. It's just chaos. I don't know. It's it's no way to make a living. Nah, but it's a life I, we chose I can honestly for say I did uh, on the upside of the bar scene. You do meet a lot of interesting people. Yeah. That you will never meet in any other situation. Like, if you work in the business world or whatever, you're not going to meet the same, I'm going to try to use one of these college words, eclectic group of people. Motherfucker, <laughs> spell eclectic. I can't really do that, <laughs> but I can say it, so that's enough. <laughs> but uh, you meet a lot. I met a, I can say I met a lot of great people, and I met a, you know, a lot of close friends. That's the only upside of it. Other than that, fast money, and it leaves your pocket just as fast. Yeah. And then you just keep doing it because then you just get addicted because you always see cash in your pocket. I yeah. love it for everything that you just said, the people you meet, the connections you make. But I love it because 
A, I'm really interested in people, and B, my true passion and career pursuit yeah. is to be a full-time actor. And I love the, the vantage point of humanity or lack thereof at times that I have yeah. from that perspective. I can take that home with me and utilize it in a way. And the connections I make and the people that I meet a lot of times are like-minded and they've helped us even with this podcast. And it's, yeah. it's really great. I do value that. But I don't want to spend my life there. If I drank yeah. and I wasn't an alcoholic, if I drank and drank heavily but not alcoholically, mm -hmm. I would probably want to stay in the bar business forever. I'd be interested in my own spot. Yeah. But right now, I'm just really grateful for the positive things it provides for me. And I just mm -hmm. try and grin and bear it for the things that yeah. I, I can't <laughs> exactly. take. It just it, cripples yeah. the spirit sometimes. Oh, it really does. If you stop to think about it, you're really just going to extremely hate yourself. <laughs> when, when you really, like the amount of things you deal with. Like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> why, do, why do I have to work 14 hours and then try to battle myself to sleep and yeah. decompress from all the people? And people don't realize it takes a lot of energy to actually try to be nice to somebody. It's Especially true. that you don't want to be nice to. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to do well, that. Well, we were never really guilty of that. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, I don't think we were ever nice to people. We I think people just thought we were dicks. joking all the time, when really we were just being assholes. And yeah. You just didn't realize it. And it's cool that it was that kind of place. It's, it's yeah, just kind of like, dude, if you're going to treat me with respect, I'm going to respect the shit out of you, and we're yeah, going to be good. But if you're not... Oh, like, it. Then I'm gonna smile at you as I'm talking shit literally to your face without you realizing. Yeah, it. or with you or, realizing. Yeah, it. yeah, or with you realizing it, and not really giving a fuck. <laughs> I called somebody out a couple of weeks ago, man. He started to get tough with me right out of the gate, a Sunday at 5:30 in the afternoon, and he respected it. <laughs> and after confirming that he was an asshole with a couple of the guys next to him who we didn't know, and they were like, "Yeah, buddy, you were being an asshole." He called me over, shook my hand. Now he wants to be my best friend. He's in fucking, yeah. you know, it's like. Give, give you a little reach around after well, being an asshole. Well, you got to solidify the <laughs> Man, friendship. Got to make sure, man. Somehow. Keep it tight. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, it is a tough business. It is nuts. But I'm glad I'm in it. I'm glad it's here. And I'm fucking super mm -hmm. grateful that you've been a part of it. Because I can honestly say, hands down, like, without question, I could not have made it through Uptown without you. There's no fucking chance. And I'm not saying man, that's a good, good thing. Times, um, because maybe I shouldn't great. have been there. <laughs> tested my limits a little too far. <laughs> Arrests and sobriety and, and just fucking general chaos and body abuse being up all night doing dumb shit and babysitting crazies. There you go. But uh, I tell you one thing, it's definitely got to help you stay sober when you just like stare at everybody when they're wasted. And like, yep, this is why I don't want to do it anymore. It's a 50-50 split. Think. Because if I didn't still go to meetings and yeah. if I didn't, keep my shit right with sponsorship and just how I stay clean, man, I, it would have been a, well, if I can't beat them, I'll join them. Gotcha. It could have very easily brought me back. But thankfully, that shit has kind of balanced me out. <laughs> and now we're in good. a place where, you know, the, the hours are still really long. And, of course, mm -hmm. you come across crazy. It's like I said, especially this time of year yeah. where everybody's just wilding out. And, and everybody's Christmas stressed. And they're like, and they're like oh, let me unwind and just get wasted because yeah. I don't do it the rest of the year. People I haven't yeah. seen in ages. Yeah. I don't go out much. Mm -hmm. Fine. Like, it's understandable to an extent. And so most people get a long leash. But. It can still be taxing. People don't understand how fucking difficult that shit is. You yeah. kind of just called it out, but there's this girl I'm friends with back in L.A. who's from Massachusetts, and she calls it holding space for people. Mm. And she'll literally straight up, I don't know if this is some L.A. shit. It sounds kind of crunchy, but I dig it. She'll say, I, I, I can't hold space for you right now. If she's going through crazy shit, 
and it's just like it's not fair to you to try and give it to me. I like that saying. That's good. That's good because it really puts in perspective. Like you're really doing that. You're Mm -hmm. giving some of yourself, the space that's in you to another person. And when you're doing that to fifty fucking people a night, literally, who just need you to emotionally be there to support them in a moment. You're basically like their therapist, really, or their best friend, or their babysitter, or whatever. Yeah. Or their father or mother, You're everything to that one person totally. while they're drinking. Totally, because and then that's it. We're, we're all a little broken. Yeah, exactly. we're all trying to get a little bit of love and get fixed a bit in one way or another, and that's cool. I'm totally into it, but it takes a lot out of you. Definitely does. Definitely soul sucking sometimes. Like, you know, I like it. I mean, I like the industry. I like talking to people, dealing yeah. with people. But with masochists, I also like to drink every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I'd like to say every once in a while. And definitely we're extreme masochists. So that's how that goes. We'd be lost without it. But dude, I love you to death. Yeah, we love you too, man. I'm so glad you made it in here. And we we had some great times. And now next chapter in life, maybe some more responsible great times to follow. There you go. I'm going to have to be. Two damn kids running in front of me. It's a new world. I mean, they're going to be more drunk or just more responsible. It's going to be one, it's one or the other. Nah, I'm going to find a balance dude. between both. I've seen you're too good at dad. You'll be more responsible. Yeah, yeah. Got gotta to do something right for them. So <laughs> so that way they can take care of me when I'm old. Exactly. And shitting on myself. Exactly. You need yeah. that. That's something. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> could hardly hold my shit in now. Imagine when I'm freaking 60. <laughs> well, hell, man. We'll let you go so you can relieve yourself of that. Sounds good. Tons of love, man. Be good. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Another episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. I'm Matt Flynn. We'll catch you next week with something not G-rated, but definitely a little cleaner than this one. Thanks for hanging in there. Be good. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. Be sure to tip your bartenders and tip us by subscribing, liking, leaving us a review. That stuff helps like hell, and we really appreciate it. So thank you again. Hope you enjoyed yourself, and we'll catch you next week.